Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 493 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And this is a special episode for 2022. It is our last episode of 2022. It is our year-end wrap-up, but it will be done in the style of a Weekender, which it is. And this is, in fact, the 100th edition of the Weekender. I don't know how we scheduled it so that we ended the year on 100, but we did. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. And we do have some of our listeners live and, you know, loud and proud here with us in Mumble. And we'll introduce them in a second. Uh, we got some people still trying to connect. But before we get into all of that and get on with the show, let's go ahead and introduce the uh, the regulars here. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. You screwing up your own call signs? Were you, were you calling uh, each you other's know, call signs? I, I had to remember yeah. to hit unmute because I was complaining, and I was like, throws me off because I don't have to ever do that. Well, you can so, you can go back to always open. You don't. Well, know. I am going to leave it open now, but yeah. You know, just, and, and I was typing, so you know, I'm trying okay. to get my stuff put in the in the Etherpad. So I got you. All right. Well, anyway, we're we're all here now. Hopefully, we don't have too many audio issues. But anyway, this will be in the style of a weekender. We will do our little picker wheel and topic, and we'll get some listener input on the topic, whatever topic it happens to be. Then we'll we'll go down and do a little bit of year end stuff, maybe a couple of predictions for twenty twenty three. Then we'll hit the hedonism, and then we'll get on out of here. And we won't be back for about a month, so we'll let everybody take a break for the holidays. And we hope everybody has a good one when that rolls around. But we should go ahead and start by uh, introducing the folks who are here and at least get a hello from the the folks who have decided to join us in the mumble tonight. And I'm just going to go down the list as it is in mine, which, of course, is alphabetical. So you know what order you're going to be in. So first we have Don, KB2YSI. Good evening, Don. How are you? Good. Good evening, everyone. Happy uh, Christmas and New Year's when we get there. All right, very good. Thanks for being here. I don't know if Winston is the mum, the Moomla user. Have we have we figured that out? Uh, let's let's see. Is that you, Winston? KD two W L L. No confirmation. Still working it out. That's okay. We'll come back to you. And uh, finally, for uh, for visitors tonight, unless um, I think uh, Russ wanted to try and join, we'll see if he actually gets into the chat. We also have Gene. Tony, Mike, and uh, Russ in the, uh, that's KC5CNT Russ, and K6GT and K4XSS and BEX8AAD who are listening. And uh, so hopefully they'll uh, interact uh, via chat, if not via voice, through the course of the show. But the first thing we do when we do a weekender is we spin the picker wheel. And uh, 
So let's go ahead and do that now. And hopefully it doesn't pick like a dud of a topic because that would just be what should be expected, I guess, at this point. But anyway, here we go. Okay, this this actually is a pretty good one, and I think it'll work out for the folks who are uh, with us tonight. We're all trying to do stuff at the same time, so let's let's see if we can hear Russ KC five CNT. All right, we're just going to work on it as we go along, I guess. Well, <laughs> nothing to be done about it now. So, <laughs> yes, this is live, 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 live. Okay, so anyway. The topic that it shows is a hedonism topic, which is good. I was kind of hoping for that. Didn't want to have to do a te- tech topic uh, for the last show. But it is your top five best albums or songs. I don't know if I can pick five off the top of my head. I could probably pick at least three. Let's not do songs. Let's do albums. So Albums. Uh, yeah, top five albums. And you don't have to do five. If you just want to pick a couple of albums that you really, really like, you know, that'll work too. I don't, I don't necessarily want to go first on this unless we want to like round robin it or something. <laughs> Cause there's a couple that come to mind immediately for sure. And I know everybody's going to like different kinds of music and stuff like that. So, but you know, my, my music tends towards, you know, uh, classic rock type stuff for sure. How about that? I actually enable a push to talk on my phone. it's a miracle it's actually working yes so that's russ casey 5 cnt welcome how are you doing can't complain uh it is a little bit cold up here so when you guys do come towards new hampshire um be warned it's about 17 degrees right now and a a partial full moon uh but i'm doing great i just got home from burlington a little christmas shopping with the family so i'm glad to be here and thanks for the invite well, we're glad you made it, and that's great. We're we're actually tanking on our our temperatures. We're supposed to be in the with highs in the upper twenties by the end of the week, so it won't actually be much different for us. I, I guess I'll just kick this off, and maybe we can do it round robin style or something like that. But top five albums, and and I'll just put the one out there that comes immediately to mind for me is something that has has been for me as close to a perfect album as. There could be like no, no bad songs on it. I could listen to it and have listened to it probably thousands of times over and over again, like in order, out of order. Uh, I could pick it up any time of any day and listen to it. And that would be Paul Simon's Graceland. I, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who doesn't like it, at least a little. I would say it's as close to a perfect album as you could pretty much find, at least in the classic rock uh, singer songwriter genre. That's where I'm going to start. Who wants to go next? Who's got one that they really, really love? I'm taking notes, by the way. <laughs> oh, you got to take notes. Yeah, I get. It. I mean, maybe some of these are something I haven't heard of. So you can you can <laughs> chat in the chat room too if you got a, if you got one in the chat room. Definitely put it out there. I'd love to hear it. I'm curious what one of Cheryl's is. My favorite album in the world. Well, one of your top five doesn't have to be your favorite. Fleetwood Back Rumors. Uh, yeah, that's a real good one. That's a real good one. It's another one of those ones I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who doesn't at least like it a little bit, or a few songs on it, for sure. Mm. And since we recently lost Christine McVie, it's been getting a lot of play. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm at a toss-up here, which one I want to mention first. So <laughs> I, I would just say that these are not in any particular order that I mention them. Okay. But, I, but I'm going to say uh, Steely Dan Asia is one of my top albums. That's a really good album, yes. Okay. Just, just gonna go with that one for now. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can go with a couple other ones. No, no, no. no. Oh, we're we're doing one at a time now. Anybody else want to throw one out there? I see Pete's typing. Let's see as, what Pete. As someone that's a little bit younger than um, the three of you, <laughs> not by much, not by much. Um, uh, the first one I'll throw out there is uh, Nirvana. Nevermind. That was uh, oh yeah, le- near and dear to my heart back in back when growing up. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And and another one you it it's even if you don't particularly like Nevermind or the grunge movement or anything like that, I, I think it's one of those albums you can safely say that ninety five percent of people who are still breathing have heard. So <laughs> yeah, real good one. All right, anybody else? I, Pete says he's troubleshooting his audio. So <laughs> I'll I'll throw a I'll throw a weird one out there. It's um since since I don't want to have a lot of dead air in here. But this is one that, again, yes, I we're a little bit older. I just turned fifty three, so yeah, it's it's going to speak to the kind of music that I really like. But uh, there's an album with a weird title by Pete Townsend called "All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes," and it's a it's got like eighteen songs on it or something, some ridiculous number of songs, and it's sort of all over the place stylistically, but the, every track is incredible to me so let's see gene in the chat room has songs of innocence by terry scott taylor that's not one i'm familiar with and i'm writing it down i don't even know what kind of music that is <laughs> i don't know either that's worth a google it is well, definitely google. worth a google so songs of innocence well you guys are googling oh i'm a big fan of queen <laughs> oh yeah yeah Pick especially, an especially, I queen, but well, bach is really good one for me so a bit fire of unknown origin so you know Veterans of Psychic Wars, you know, Don't Fear the Reaper, you know, yeah, Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster Boy. Cult, yep, absolutely. Yeah, for Queen, I, I'm hard-pressed to pick between A Kind of Magic and probably The Works, which okay. came out with a few years of each other. So. Right. Yeah, those are all so good. I'm going to deviate. Okay. Um, I'll deviate just a little bit, and I'll give you why. So this band, is a it's a punk band, but they only have a very small amount of uh, songs. So if you put all of them together, even though they have different albums, it doesn't even come to like an actual, like a, a normal album it's called the nearly deads or the nearly deeds. I forget which way you say it. D E A D S. Um, and they have some of their songs are actually, are really cool. I just wish that there was more of them. Yeah. That's, this isn't on my top five or anything, but there was a, there was a great sort of, punk metal band a few years ago called acid bath they only put out two albums that i'm aware of and they're both great they, they would not make my top five for sure but if that's the kind of music you like you should definitely try and find them newly deads are an american alternative rock band from nashville formed in 2010 oh female lead singer yeah yeah she's got i don't know I really like her. They did come back, sort of. They started doing some stuff kind of over the pandemic. I think a lot of uh, bands that kind of uh, fell away <laughs> did that. They started just doing stuff because everybody was at home and had nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, that a lot of people who like go on the late night talk shows who, who are into music talk about that. They got a lot of songwriting done you know, during the pandemic, and so a lot of music is coming out now based on that. I will say my XYL likes pentatonics. Um, we actually sort of knew them back in Arlington when they were growing up there. Yep, pentatonics. We like listening to them. I, I mean, we typically only listen to pentatonics in the, you know, holiday times. But, okay, so I got a couple more that I can think of that I'm, I, I sort of go by the, like, I consider them close to perfect albums. I, I think I've got my, my remaining three already picked out. So which order do I want to do these in? Okay, I'll just do this one because it's the first one that came to my head. American Idiot by Green Day has to be close to a perfect album. Um, and if you're into pop punk at all, it's probably one you've heard. So I really like that one. So who wants to go next? 
I'm going to say something newer, uh, Blurry Face by 21 Pilots. Okay, 21 Pilots. We, I like to listen to 21 Pilots, but I haven't found a whole lot of their stuff that I'm really into. We, we, Cheryl and I both love Heathens, which is great, um, the song. I've listened to a couple of their albums, but nothing really stood out for me other than a couple of tracks that were kind of popular on the radio. But that's cool, 21 Pilots. Cheryl, you got any others over there? Uh, Jonathan Colton, Thing a Week 2. Thing a Week 2 specifically. Okay, which yeah. one is that one? That's the one with Curl, Chiron Beta Prime, Brains, Talk with George, Stroller Town, uh, yeah. yep, Flicker. That's, that's a real good one for sure. Because he, um, he did, what, four Thing a Weeks because that comes out to 52 weeks. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, and I don't remember which one Ikea's on. I think that's on three. So, and for those that don't know, Jonathan Colton's kind of a geek rocker. So we're friends with him. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's kind of an interesting story, how those albums came about too. And how that was sort of his introduction to the music scene because he was a programmer before. <laughs> so somebody wants to find out more about Jonathan Colton. He's on Wikipedia and find out all about how he came to, to prominence in music. And if you've ever heard of the game Portal, it's on all the platforms. He he did the music for the ending credits. Uh, I think we've talked about that before. Anyway, anyone else have uh, anything they want to throw in? Again, I have two more queued up here, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. The, for the rock, go ahead. In the rock vein, uh, they're, uh, I don't know exactly how big they are, but uh, Flaw, uh, they're specifically their Through the Eyes album was another one that I listened to repeatedly. I think at one point it was just in the cd player in my truck for probably like weeks <laughs> just every time you got in it just would start playing and just let it kept going it was, i don't know I, I listened to that one a lot all right very cool streamer dad again hey <laughs> and while you're doing that I'll, I'll i'll say uh one that of course is always good um <laughs> pink floyd dark side of the moon come on <laughs> yeah that was... about a perfect album that has no breaks in it that's true. It was 200 and something weeks on Billboard 200, right? Some, yeah, some stupid number of, uh, I think it still holds the record for the longest time on, on the charts. So, sure Tay Tay will fix that. <laughs> Tay Tay. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. She's that, gonna break all the records. <laughs> she might break a bunch of records. I don't know about longevity. Yeah. We'll see how it sticks. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's as timeless as, as uh, Dark Side, for sure. Yeah, and we just saw Roger Waters, so that was kind of a cool yeah, yeah. addendum to that. So Definitely a different spin on some, some Pink Floyd stuff and, of course, some of his own. So, but yeah, that's a good one, though. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one that no one's probably ever heard of. It's an album called Trace by a group uh, called Sunvolt. Uh, they're actually out of St. Louis, so kind of a local local one and i heard i first heard it on like a college radio station when that album came out which i think was 1996 i want to say and i have been a mega fan of sunvolt ever since and but that that album of, of all their albums is definitely comes as close to a perfect album as i can think of so that one's really good anyone else before i uh, throw out my last one anyone else in the chat of course, the only one left in the chat right now is Mike. So <laughs> everyone else is here talking to us live. So oh, there's Pete there again. Let me bring him over. Ah, good. Hopefully, Pete. Maybe Pete will have something to add to this. See if he's got his audio issues worked out. I know he was working before. 
I'm I'm back. I I had nothing. I had no. I have no idea what you guys are talking <laughs> about. Apologies, but now it's okay. Right, well, for some reason. I, I, I heard something about Pink Floyd in, in a, a We're talking about your top so top five favorite albums or music. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> hey we're didn't make it harder. We're all we're all uh, coming up with things. <laughs> well we'll come oh, up with come things up with then. Things. That's, that's what uh, we're definitely. here for. Um Tragically Hit Day for Night, I think would be one of my pops. Being a good Canadian, you know, I have to throw it out. Very good. Um ACDC oh, back hey, in black. Yeah. Hard to forget about that one for sure. Yep. Old classic. Uh, my very, very first vinyl ever, Breakfast in very, America. Very nice. That's always remained one of my favorite. Um, definitely Dark Side of the Moon. I think I heard yep. somebody mention that before. Big Pink Floyd fan. Um, and last but least, I mean, I've sort of varied musical taste. I'll throw in. Um, the Beatles white album because it's just easy right now. <laughs> and and it has every one of their songs that Well, I might disagree with you slightly about that. It's a toss up for me between the White Album and Revolver. But Ooh. Good choice. <laughs> but, well well the the White Album is more generic, you know. And it's white, which is very generic to begin with. Fair enough. I just think um that's my, that's my oh, no, that answer. makes perfect sense. But but honestly, when when the Beatles were going through the phase where they put out um, Rubber Soul and Revolver, that was that would to me was their transition into like you know that that was their ascension into immortality. <laughs> so but that that's when they were like hanging out in India and meditating. Like yeah, that. when uh, Harrison was going through all the Maharishi stuff and yeah, threw in all the sitars and everything. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting one. I and agree. Because it's well, that's right, not that right. I lived it's it, hard so. to forget Sergeant Pepper too. That's another one that's. Uh, every time somebody mentions Sergeant Pepper, I just think of. The I don't movie. think I've ever seen the movie. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Oh, you have to. <laughs> so it's it's Beatles and it's cheesy and it's just awesome. It's kind of in the tradition of um. Yeah, 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 the monkeys. Yeah, hey, we're the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of similar. I'm not sure who stole who. I'm going to say the Beatles. I'm pretty the sure the Beatles preceded the monkeys. Wait, I'm not yeah. old enough. Well, weren't they singing at the same time? I think so the monkeys were. I think they were slightly later. I, I think the I think the Beatles were like 1963, and the monkeys were a few years later. But I could be wrong on that. Charles going to Google it and tell me how wrong I am. So. <laughs> I only got it through my parents, so that's how I know all that. And Elvis, I could have thrown in some Elvis in there too. I grew up listening to way too much Elvis. Uh, I, I could make a case that any Elvis is too much Elvis, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hate it, but as, as I get on in life, I'm finding that it reminds me of my youth. So I, I well, that's okay. I have an unhealthy appreciation for Neil Diamond, so I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I've seen him live a couple times. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I wish I could have seen him live. He doesn't tour anymore. But yeah, a fun thing about the the Beatles is Louise Harrison actually lives in Branson, Missouri, which is forty five minutes from our house, and actually started a group called the Liverpool Legends, which did Beatles knockoff stuff. And to be honest, they were pretty damn good. But regarding the ages, the Beatles started in the 60s and the Monkees started in 66. So, Wow, I got one right. Close. <laughs> <Get that down. laughs> Commit that to memory. I'll be a witness. 
<laughs> All right, I'm going to throw out my last uh, candidate for a perfect album, and that is U2's The Joshua Tree. Ooh, uh, U2 has a lot of albums, and they have a lot of good albums, but if you listen to everything on The Joshua Tree, I, I dare you to find something that isn't at least really good. So That reminds me of a story. <laughs> well, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, like our first, uh, first going to a pub in Ireland and listening to live music, the first song we heard was a U2 cover. <laughs> and I, I looked at my wife and I said, well, it is Irish. <laughs> That's true. It is Irish. They, they did come from there. So it wasn't quite the Irish uh, live music you were expecting to see in a Irish pub, but <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm good for that. I'm, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> All right. Anybody else uh, want to throw anything else? It's not a song by a band or anything, but the soundtrack to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, it took me a long time to get into Rocky Horror, but... Yeah, I drug you kicking and screaming into Rocky Horror, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can, I can deal with it now. It just it was not my favorite thing back in the day, but... <laughs> but I always knew I liked Cheryl. <laughs> I just I don't know why I like Rocky Horror so much, but they actually a few years ago Russ and I went to a Rocky Horror, you know, screen, you know, show and we actually won a picture of Tim a signed picture of Tim Curry. Yeah, it's and it's Frank hanging on the wall. Yeah, it's Frankenfurter. It's hanging on the wall in our bar. So, but it was it was a fun show. I think Russ actually enjoyed it because there was a costume contest and all kinds of stuff. We actually have gone twice now. So, yep. I was going to ask, did you did you get the whole because uh, they do that once a year here at Halloween where they have the screening and everybody gets dressed up. Oh yeah, they, and they had the bags with you know you could buy like the prop bags that had squirt guns and party hats and you know all kinds of stuff so i yeah it was like five bucks i was like of course in order to do the whole thing we did that there was i think there's a couple pieces of toast in the bag and things like that so which i had to get russ drunk in order to get him to go so i think that probably added to his appreciation of the whole thing so Oh, you guys are all out. We have to get yeah, no, that, <laughs> by This is in a um, restored theater, old theater in Springfield, Missouri. So they're pretty picky about, they don't want you bringing anything from the outside in. They And they want to be able to say, you know, we know this is water and not vodka and your squirt gun type thing. So... So yeah, we got we got the squirt guns, we got some toast, there's some popcorn, I think, uh, some playing cards, things like that. There were, you know, different things in the bag that goes along with all you know, all the different things with a list of when you need to throw your toast or one over. So it was it was fun. So but All right. That's cool. I don't necessarily want to belabor this anymore unless anyone has any last minute things they want to throw out before we get on to a couple of other things. I'm surprised you didn't mention Green Day. I did mention did. Green Day. Oh, American, did you? American sorry. Idiot. Yep. Oh, sorry, I missed that. So. <laughs> no, that's they were that's still my favorite concert experience. Um, but they also, yeah, American Idiot is one of those very close to to perfect albums for sure. Yeah. So. All right. Very good. Well, thanks everybody for pitching in on that. That was kind of cool. I like to hear the the other things, and I definitely made some notes down at the bottom. I I just started typing things in, but there's a few things down there that I definitely need to check out for myself because i'm not aware of them and i will will do that i've got a music library and i need to add stuff to it so i will 
we need to get on with the show. So let's go to uh, Bill put segment 1.1, <laughs> which is uh, end of year <clears throat> predictions. And the thing is, we were going to go back and look at our predictions from last year and see if any of them came true. I kind of skipped through our last episode from last year, and I didn't hear any. Oh, we must have faked it then. <laughs> they, they might have been like sprinkled out you know throughout but there was no segment where we made predictions so no we we didn't actually say you know these are our predictions they were sprinkled out throughout the show yeah, that I, I do remember so okay so there was probably something in there we may have to revisit that at some point but i did not go and listen to the entire show i didn't have enough time so so that being said, let's just go ahead and make some predictions for 2023. And, and we definitely want to have some folks uh, who are listening and chatting with us make some predictions about 2023 if they would like, for sure. Uh, I, I put down one prediction and one surety. So <laughs> I think I, I think I get one of them uh, without question. But if anybody else, anything else they want to predict, whether it's amateur radio or open source related, we'd love to hear it. So the first one I put down is an amateur radio prediction, and that is that there will be a new mode from the WSJTX developers that surpasses the popularity of FT8. Mm, I can see that. It may be a variant of FT8 because there already are some of those, like FT4. But I think I think something will come along that will not kill FT8, but will become the new hotness in 2023. So we'll see if that happens. And Bill's got one that's related to uh, an episode we did a couple <laughs> couple weeks ago. So mine's kind of a joke one, but <laughs> I'm going to stick to my guns on this. Uh, yeah, there will be an unmanned D expedition. That's <laughs> entirely po it's possible. I mean, we we've certainly gone down the plausibility route. So so how do you see it happening? Somebody's going to drop something from a weather balloon and. No, it'll be a yeah, drop box, basically self-deploy kit, I think. Yeah, totally unmanned. Totally unmanned. We're talking, you know, rover here. <laughs> uh, you know, it'll run FT8 only, you know, maybe FT4 if it's doing fancy or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I, 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 you know, tongue in cheek, I, I think it'll happen. Yeah, this next year. So here's a, here's an interesting thought. It just occurred to me where we're sending people. Well, we're supposedly sending people back to the moon here before too long, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're making uh, motions in that direction. In so, theory, yeah. yeah, in theory, right? So when when will we could take a pool? Maybe set up a pool. What what year will be the first ham radio contact with an actual person on the moon? Oh, <laughs> ooh. When are we supposed to have manned people up there? Not till 2024, right? I was going to ask. Like, when are yeah, I think we're, they're orbiting the moon in 2024. I don't even know if they're even landing. Well, I'm just saying, you could pick a number that's far out if you think, but, you know, like 2029 or something. But, yeah, I'm just saying, it might be something to think about because we are thinking of doing it. So, yeah, I, I would, I would uh, if I were to throw my dart, I would say 2030. 2030. Yeah, that's, I think that's reasonable. I might go a little shorter than that. I'd say 2028. Okay. That's not really, that's a, that's a different kind of prediction. That's not happening next year. <laughs> that's <for sure>. no. <laughs> Definitely not next year. Follow up question. Since every, um, spaceship is, uh, with ham radio, will they be contacting uh, on the very first of the moon or subsequent? Will there be subsequent? Am I asking too many questions? Well, I mean, not every <laughs> spaceship has ham radio. So the ISS has ham radio, and the space shuttle had ham radio, and Mir had ham radio. I think even Skylab had ham radio, maybe. Um, 
Well, you, if you were to say all the all the star, all the ones that like most, uh, most all the manned ones that must put up, no, all the ones that fly out of um, Kazakhstan, no, I don't think so. They do have telemetry units, but they don't they don't do any radio traffic beyond their normal positional traffic. Is it more of a US yeah? Because of the you know the shuttle flights always had like you know extra scientists and everything else aboard. So and that wasn't like every flight either. It was just when they had amateurs that were on board and that that would be part of the mission if that was scheduled to have time to be part of the mission if i remember correctly obviously we haven't had one of those in quite a while <laughs> there was a mike in the chat room says five years so i think that sounds like 2028 to me as well so there's two votes for 2028 or is he going for 2027 well i think we're close enough to the end of 2022 that we'll call it 2028 how about that <laughs> okay yeah, unless he wants to correct me and say no, he meant twenty twenty seven. Then you know he's certainly will you know capable of doing that. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting if they put like um, I just don't know what kind of range it would have, like some kind of cubesat circling, you know, circling the moon or something like that that we could actually hit. That would probably be harder to hit than uh than hitting the moon itself. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to know what the grid square is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, M zero. Yeah. M zero. That's right. <laughs> I said I want to know what the grid square is. He said M zero. Yeah, M zero. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to get on the lunar gateway, but I mean that's still a little ways out. So I mean, it's possible at some point. Yeah, I mean, as soon as they've dropped some commercial infrastructure up there, you know, I don't, you know, who knows? They could they could probably ramp it up, but obviously, early on, you know, we need return on investment decisions and stuff like that, and science doesn't really. Uh, <laughs> Does that really put the bill in commercial space uh, ventures? Yeah, for sure. All right. We do have a couple of uh, open source predictions as well. And like I said, mine's not really a prediction. It's an absolute certainty. So I don't, uh, because I don't think Bill is going to try to not do this. So <laughs> going to try hard to beat it now. <laughs> I said Bill will try at least 10 different distros in 2023. And I, I don't see any way that doesn't happen. So now is that like, you know, as a daily driver? <laughs> or no, that, that just, just means uh, you, you put it oh. on a machine and you use it for more than a day. Oh, okay. So more than just an episode test. Right. Okay. Okay. I could, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, that could happen, yeah. I could, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually debated putting Fedora on my iMac. I was, I was literally toying with the idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You 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 should. <laughs> you should do the other one that we talked about. There's a Fedora uh, spin that's a little bit better, I think, uh, that we talked about. Um, if you can remember what it is, uh, I might a few do episodes that. ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was a few episodes ago, and I, I, I kind of commented that it was really actually not, not as bad as I thought it would be. It has a really colorful wallpaper and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it wasn't very long ago. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple months or something like that. Um, but yeah, my prediction is that Pipewire will really, will reach version 1.0 status, which I think it, I think it's possible. I mean, they're, they're moving along pretty well and, uh, the development on it is going good. Um, obviously we're in 0 0.3 territory right now, but I think they'll be close enough that next year that, yeah, we'll get a, I think we'll get a 1.0 release and, you know, the wheels will fall off. <laughs> I'll make another prediction based on that prediction. My prediction is that by the okay. end of, by the end of 2023, there will be another audio subsystem for Linux that supersedes Pipewire. Oh, no. <laughs> Not again. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Finally, one that half works, and I don't need to spin up Jack and everything else and then do all kinds of weird stuff. Wasn't Pop! OS working on something that they just sort of announced recently, or was that on the graphics side? Um, The only thing I know they've been doing is the Cosmic desktop. Uh, Maybe that was it then. I mean, they do a lot of custom stuff for their particular boxes, like uh, they have their own power management stuff for their laptops that works a little bit better. Um, I don't think they've messed around with the audio they're on pipe wire as well because that's what i'm on right now <clears throat> but I, I could be wrong <laughs> yeah. we'll definitely look that up <laughs> obviously these are predictions so they may or may not come anything's true. good right yeah yep. maybe they will <laughs> pop os will have a new audio system that will revolutionize <laughs> gnome <laughs> all right i don't i don't have anything else that's coming to mind so they else want to throw anything out there nope guess not <laughs> We could say Open to Indiana will have another release that nobody cares about. <laughs> As I said the other day, Open to Indiana is a solution to the problem that no longer exists. So I'm still scratching my head on this. Is like, should I download it? Just look at it? <laughs> you know? Like, can it be ham radio ready? Open Solaris. I mean, Open Indiana. Jeez. <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious what Open Indiana's hammer, you know, LHS readiness score would be right now. I'm going to guess it's like under one. <laughs> well, no, I think everybody gets one just for being like, well, I guess that's only for Linux systems, huh? <laughs> so since it's not Linux, it loses that point. So it doesn't even get the freebie that I give everybody else. <laughs> so I think even Gen 2 has one point and Slackware has at least a point. <laughs> Uh, all right, fair enough. Well, let's let's get on with it. There's a few predictions. We'll see what comes of it. And and these were actually all done in one little thing, and it's actually in our show notes now. So we won't screw this up for next time around. But Cheryl is back at her desk, which is a good thing because we're down to some more hedonism. And when we get into hedonism, we talk about food first and foremost. And she's going to tell us what her recipe corner is for tonight. Should I go let the dogs out? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? I think think we just got the answer to that question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently they shut up now, so they're they're locked in the house. Okay, (laughs) so for my recipe tonight, I picked Cheeseburger Wellington. And if you don't feel like messing with a beef Wellington, you can make a Cheeseburger Wellington. And for this, it calls for Okay, you might might have to let them out. (laughs) All right, hang on. (laughs) All right, I think Cheryl's uh, back. I'm back. Okay. Well, give it a go. You were talking about cheeseburger Wellingtons. Yeah. I, let me just start over and you can cut out all that stuff. So. <laughs> well, there was there was other stuff I need to leave in, so just go for it. All right. So so this time I picked up cheeseburger Wellington. So if you don't feel like messing with a beef, you know, making a beef Wellington, you can do a cheeseburger one, which will be a little easier. So it calls for puff pastry, a slice of bacon, just one, not a whole package. That That's our kitchen. Uh, eight ounces of hamburger or ground beef, salt and pepper to taste, some cayenne pepper to taste, some sharp cheddar cheese, and a large egg. Um, then the recipe is it's a little convoluted. It's not too bad. Um, but you can read about all of that in the show notes. And then for my mixed drink corner, I picked a hot buttered rum, but this has a completely new spin on it. And I'm a huge fan of hot buttered rum, as is Russ, even though he doesn't like hot drinks. Um, but this one actually requires a batter to be made. So that require, yeah, the recipe requires some gold rum, the hot buttered rum batter, some boiling water, some nutmeg, 
um, and a cinnamon stick if you want to use that. Uh, your batter that you need to make requires one pound of butter, a pound of brown sugar, a pound of white sugar, a tablespoon of cinnamon, and a tablespoon each of ground cloves and ground nutmeg. So that's a teaspoon. You definitely don't want to say tablespoon. Oh, sorry. Teaspoon. Excuse me. (laughs) Teaspoon of each of clove and nutmeg. Uh, You stir to combine this all up, and then you add one quart of softened vanilla ice cream. Stir it all up again. Transfer this to a container with a lid. Seal it and store it in your freezer. So when you're ready for your hot buttered rum, take out a scoop of the uh, batter. Put it in your cup with your rum and your boiling water, and you're all set. So, All right, very good. I'm going to try and get through mine here relatively quickly. This is a bourbon that I'm going to review that I have never heard of until about a week and a half ago. It's called Puncher's Chance. It's a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. I tried to follow the logic of where this actually comes from. It's apparently in conjunction with a former distiller of Angel's Envy, Michter's, and Brown Foreman, who teamed up with a distillery in Oregon to produce a Kentucky straight bourbon that actually comes out of Kentucky. So take that for whatever it is. I don't know what the age on this is. I think it's like five and six year bourbon blended together. I think that's what it says. So hopefully that's correct. If not, I will correct it after the first of the year. The mash bill on it is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. The proof on this particular bottle, because this is a barrel pick, it's not the standard release. I believe the standard release is 90 proof, 45%. This one comes in at 57.6%, which is 115.2 proof. The region is Kentucky. It's actually distilled in Kentucky, but it's, like I said, it's in, uh, associated with a distillery in Oregon. The color on it is a nice deep caramel, or what you might call a, an amber color, and it's uh, pretty typical for a bourbon. It does have some interesting tasting notes, though. On the nose, it's just like a lot of bourbons. It has caramel, oak, vanilla, baking spice, nuts, and like bread dough. On the taste, it has some similar things, oak, caramel, baking spice, vanilla, nuts, and that bread dough. It also has some dark fruit and some praline, like sweetened nuts, which is really nice. And the finish on it is a little dry, but also has some hints of spice and sweetness. You get more of that toasted oak, the baking spice, some fruit, um, almost like a fruit cake, uh, and some dried nuts as well. So it's it's pretty good. This this particular barrel pick was $50. I think the normal price on Puncher's Chance is like under 30 i want to say it's like 28 or something so it's uh, pretty reasonable and if the standard you know release is anything like this barrel release it's going to be pretty good i admit to not having tried a lot of it yet so i'm going to take one quick sip before i give it a number yet the rise a little forward but i'm starting to not mind that so much and it's got good character and um even at 115.2 it's um it's got a good mouthfeel to it and everything I'd say it's a solid 89, so, you know, I might revisit it in a week or two, and it might uh, go up or down a little bit, but I can't quite give it a 90 because there's a lot of stuff that's, and some stuff that's even a little less expensive that I've given low 90s to, but I think 89 is is definitely where it needs to go. So uh, if this is something you can have access to, you should definitely check it out, especially in the uh, less expensive version. It's, uh, it's pretty darn good. Puncher's Chance, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. So what do you got, Bill? Anything? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, no, nothing new. I'm I'm just enjoying a nice uh, little dram of uh, Peerless uh, Rye right now. So yeah, Peerless, small batch, yummy. Out, out of Rossville or no, Peerless, Peerless. No, are are you out of Rossville? Is that why you're doing? <laughs> oh no, no, no. I'm kind of you know saving that. You know that Rossville bottle I got uh, is is a sixty percent <laughs> version. <laughs> so I'm like I don't want to run through it too fast because it's uh it's uh yeah i haven't seen a 60 actually come out with uh in the barrel pick on that or whatever you call it the full barrel proof all right very cool so yeah if you're into the rye whiskeys rossville union and peerless both very good choices and i did try another really good rye a couple of weeks ago but i don't remember what it is so i'm gonna have to look that up and when we get around to the next weekend or i'll definitely if i don't have a bottle of it by then I'll definitely let everyone know what it was because it was. Oh, oh no, I know what it was. It was the it was the Rieger Rieger Rye. It comes out of Kansas City. It's actually really good and and very inexpensive, twenty something a bottle. So it's it's not really on the the caliber of you know Peerless or Rossville Union, but it's very good for what it costs. I don't know what kind of distribution they have right now, but if you can get it, you should definitely try it. What was it one more time? Rieger J Rieger. Okay, sweet. All right, very good. So for announcements and feedback, we just want to mention the Selfie store or Selfie store, however they want to pronounce it, where you can get caps and stuff. I'm still working with it. I don't know why they haven't processed those orders that have come in so far, but I'm going to get with their tech support and figure that out here pretty quick. But that's where you can get hats and jackets, caps, phone cases, things like that, that we can't do here ourselves. Those are print to order, and I think I've got all the pricing sorted out. So it's... uh reasonably inexpensive if you want to get a t-shirt or, or something like that uh lhspodcast.selfie.store that's s-e-l-l-f-y dot store and also lhs.fyi slash shop two if you want to check out that merchandise uh we had a we had someone a long time ago and just recently now ask about whether or not we were on mastodon and uh the, the answer to that question previously was no but now i have joined mastodon and you'll be able to find me at K5TUX at Mastodon.radio on the Mastodon network whenever they approve me. So so if you're looking to find me on uh, Mastodon, check that out. And I will be, of course, looking for all our listeners and all other uh, amateur radio operators over there on, on Mastodon because everybody needs one more social media network. And that's all I've got. Anybody else have any uh, announcements or anything they want to get to? All right. Good. <laughs> I'm good over here just staying right. warm, making a glass of tea. Good. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll say we'll say uh, adieu to everyone here in a minute. We'll go down the list of the folks that are, have joined us, and uh, then we'll get on out of here. But let's get Cheryl to wrap up our new subscribers and live participants and all of that before we do so. Okay. This week for subscribers and Patreons, we had Winston KD two WLL. No one joined us on Facebook. For Twitter, we had at Signal Stevo and at Kilo Mike Nine Golf. And those are all spelled out in case you're looking for him, except for the nine. Uh, YouTube, there was no one. There was nothing on the mailing list. No merchandise sales. On Discord, we had PC2C and XPeteL. And for the live chat, we had Don, KB2YSI, Winston, KD2WLL, Pete, VE2XPL, Gene, BX8AAD, Mike, KG6GTE, excuse me, Darren, VK6EK, Robert, W1RCP, Tony, K4XSS, Russ, KC5CNT, and Ted, WA0EIR. All right, very good. So let's get 
to our folks who are here with us live and see if everybody's still got their audio connected. So let's go down the list real quick and say, Don, KB2YSI, thanks for joining us tonight. Hope you have a great holiday season, and uh, we'll talk to you again next year. As uh, Same to you and everyone else. See you on the Discord. Yep, we will definitely be on the Discord. Don't forget about that. Uh, it's an active community. We'd like to bring it up to uh, more active. The more active it gets, we'll actually be able to be discovered on the Discord community sites. We have to have thousand participants it's going to take a little while but uh if you know anybody who wants who needs to be a part of our discord please let them know about that so and then then we can be searchable which is really cool and uh we can only grow from there so then we had russ casey 5 cnt thanks for joining us from vermont hey guys for inviting me um just want to wish you and uh, yours a very merry christmas from my family and um Hope it's a white Christmas over y'all, over yonder, and um, be safe, be well. 73 is KC5CNT. All right. Thanks very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And last but not least, our former co-host from a few years back, we have Pete, VE2XPL. Thanks for joining us, Pete. Yeah, my, my life was <laughs> a little hectic, <laughs> uh, to say the least, but uh, it's starting to uh, calm down, so I'm I'm actually uh, hoping to uh, join you guys more often, if I may. Yeah, well, we'll definitely keep that in mind, and we'll let you know when we have a decent opportunity. We'd love to have you back on, and hopefully with uh, better audio than you've got on Mumble tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thanks to everybody else who joined us in the chat for the live show, uh, whether or not you participated on air. We really appreciate it. And uh, we also really appreciate all the listeners, all the supporters of the show. And uh, we hope you have a great holiday season and a great rest of 2023. We'll catch you all again when we record episode number 494, which will be on the 9th of January in 2023. So have a great year. We'll talk to you all very, very soon. Best to everyone out there. This has been episode number 493 of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.